Did you have a nice long weekend? I did. I I have to admit, I didn't really remember that it was going to be a long weekend until I was reminded of that at work on Friday. <laughs> um, But yes, I did have a nice long weekend. Did you, Mark? I did. I went to the zoo on Saturday. Yeah, because I think I'm pretty sure I told you. Did I tell you that I got a zoo membership last week? I don't know if you did. I don't know either. I've been thinking about going to the zoo, but so maybe you did tell me and I just forgot, and that's why I was thinking about it. But Hmm. I don't remember. But I did get a zoo membership. It was fun. Um, I mean, the nice thing about getting a member so the San Diego Zoo, big zoo, big popular zoo, big tourist destination. It's definitely one of the like the biggest zoos in the country isn't it if it's not yeah. the biggest yeah and with that very expensive yeah. there is no there's no como zoo in <laughs> san diego <laughs> or even the minnesota zoo i don't think is very expensive to go to in terms of uh, zoos yeah versus san diego i think the cheapest now is probably like 56 dollars for like a one-day thing yeah for one person yeah <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's a big zoo. You can spend an entire day there. There's a lot to do. It's a nice big place. It's like, I don't know. I mean, I've never been to Animal Kingdom, but I presume that this is like of a similar scale. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it it there, there are benefits to it. Also, it does a significant amount of conservation. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you're supporting more than just operating costs. Yeah, you're supporting more than just holding animals in cages. Exactly. Uh, But in either case, the cost of a membership is just two tickets, essentially, for a year. That fits. And that comes with unlimited trips to the zoo and two guest passes and unlimited trips to the safari park, which is north of here, and I've never been there. Whoa, it comes with guest passes? Two of them, yeah. Well, two 50% off guest passes, technically. That's still (laughs) a good deal. Yeah, I know. As long as you have, like, a couple friends. That's yeah, a it good comes deal. with then it, it it for the cost of two tickets, it essentially comes with one ticket if you combine the guest passes. Yeah. Plus unlimited trips to the zoo. <laughs> yeah. Uh so I took my first trip of the unlimited trips that I get for this year uh on Saturday and it was very fun. I haven't been to the zoo since I was an intern and I went with Aaron and we had a good time then. Uh and I had a good time this time. There are no more pandas. That was a big draw for the zoo. Ooh, is that they were one I, of the few zoos in the U.S. that had pandas? I'm gonna look up the diplomacy about that afterwards after we finish podcasting because that's fascinating to me. Yeah, but they're uh, kind of agreement or like they're sort of whatever. Basically, China owns all the pandas. Yeah, yeah, that's the short version. I think we both know had this. yeah, yeah, and they've had a deal with San Diego for years, and it just sort of came to an end, like the sort of lease term, so to speak, came to came to an end this April. Yeah, I'm. I wonder if that has anything to do with the current political climate. Though. I don't. Th- I don't think so. As far from my understanding, this was a well-known thing that this was oh. coming. It's not like an out of the blue thing, like but China you, like rescinded. It was you, just a. This is a thing. Do you think it's something that like China would typically like renew this lease? Ah, uh, that and I don't then know. They chose not to. That I'll. I'll look. I, it I up. I'm sure there's gossip magazines about it. Probably. I, I've heard nothing to that effect. Okay. Um. But, you know, in either case, like, I saw the pandas, like, to be honest, 
They're pandas. Uh, we, we waited for 45 minutes. It's nice to see an, a species that really wants to go extinct, but we just won't let them. Yeah, because uh, we like, think it's they're cool. cute. But... Yeah, same with like koalas. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you know. But yeah. anyway, so we so we saw them and it was like fun, but you kind of get because it's such a long line, you basically just get funneled through. You're not really allowed to stop and take pictures. Mm. Uh, you're not really allowed to stop much at all. It's more of just uh, you get approximately 30 seconds per panda if yeah. is what it felt like. Yeah. And they just kind of shuffle you along. I mean, so it was good. Got to see them. But I'm, cool. I wasn't I wasn't going back for the pandas. If anything, I was going back because when Aaron and I went, we did not get to see the hippos. Oh, hippos. And I wanted to see a hippo. <laughs> hippos are majestic and terrifying creatures. They were way, like, I, academically, I know how big a hippo was. Yeah. And then I saw one, like, they were just, because they have, like, a big open kind of pool area. And if yeah. they don't feel like chilling in an area that's visible, because they're underwater most of the time. Oh, yeah. If they don't want to be in a viewing area, they're just not going to be there. But this time I got lucky, and the two hippos were right up against the glass. Uh, just chilling like napping basically and so i got to see one and i was like huh that thing's as big as my car <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> uh so yeah that was super cool and i, I mean i got to see the polar bears polar bears are always awesome uh yeah. lots of animals that i kind of know exist but kind of forget about and mm-hmm. just a lot of stuff like I, I always just kind of forget how much i enjoy zoos and how much i enjoy certain animals yeah uh like i probably could have spent an hour just watching the orangutans because they're just fascinating yeah <laughs> um but yeah so i had a really good time and i'm looking forward to like I'm, I'm glad that i made this investment that i have this thing that it's like oh i'm bored on a weekend i can just go to the zoo so i'm just gonna bring this up while we're talking about it mm-hmm. can we go to the zoo when i'm visiting you because it's one of the things that was i was like looking up things that we could do mm-hmm. well, oh perfect okay yeah, for sure. Awesome. I'm so you excited. 50, you, can, you only have to pay $28. That's, so that's my little deal. guest pass. Oh, I'm so excited. We'll yeah, talk about that Especially because later. my, yeah, when my sister and her fiance visit, they are going to the zoo on their own. Okay. Because uh, they, like, they wanted to go, but there's a whole day that I'm working that they're mm-hmm. just going to be doing their own thing. And I was like, go to the zoo then. Like, I don't yeah. need to go to the zoo again. Because, mm-hmm. um, and if you guys, you know, you guys can go together because you are there together. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we can definitely go. Okay, it's fun. Awesome. We'll yeah. we'll talk about that more later. Sweet. Also, I want to segue back to the hippos. Okay. So you said they were like the size of your car. Yeah. Did you? How did you feel when you were looking at the hippos? Were you like these are derpy fat animals? Or well, no, but I, I know I know enough about hippos to know that's not what they are. Like yeah. So so be, so for context. About half an hour before I got to the hippos, because also the map is kind of hard to read and navigating the zoo is a little difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of got lost and found the hippos a little bit later than I intended to. Okay. Uh, but before that, I got to see a couple of pygmy hippos, mm. which are just fat, derpy things. <laughs> like, that's just kind of <laughs> what they are, because <laughs> they're like the size of like a, uh, I don't know, like a St. Bernard, I guess. Oh, wow, that's you I know. was thinking like the size of like a small cow, but No. <laughs> that's like <laughs> that's like a you know, a, a pygmy hippos do not get that large as okay. far as I can tell. Okay. Uh I'm pretty sure the, the stat is that on average they are one sixteenth <laughs> the size of a normal hippo. Oh, that's funny. Um I I presume that's like a volume or weight 
type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I saw the pygmy hippos, and they're just kind of there, chilling as well, but are not very intimidating. They just kind of are cute and don't bother anybody. But like, you know, I'm at the point now where I'm well aware of hippos being the most dangerous animal in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so I saw them and I was like, yeah, I can see it. Like, I would not want to. Like, if I saw a <laughs> pygmy hippo, I'd still be freaked out. I'm freaked out if just a small fish swims by me in a lake. Yeah. You know? Because it's like, oh, there's a thing in the water. <laughs> you know? But if I saw a real hippo, I'd be, oh my God. Like... <laughs> Whether they're whether they're derpy or lazy or vicious, like even if they weren't mean and territorial, mm-hmm. they'd just like kill you on accident. Oh yeah, because they're that big, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was just it was impressive. Is really the yeah. only word. Yeah, I think that was like it's one of the things that I'll always remember from going to Tanzania is asking some of our guides who, like, live out in the bush where, like, all these animals are about some of the animals. And, like, we would ask them about, like, lions, and they're like, oh, yeah, lions are wusses. Like, if a lion's, like, attacking our herds, like, we'll hunt down the lion and, like, they run away from us because they're scared because they know we can mess them up. Mm-hmm. And then we asked them about hippos, <laughs> and one of the people in our group didn't know that hippos were, like, terrifying animals. Yeah. They just thought himo- hippos were like cute, fat, they, like, they basically oversized thought a pigs. Hippo was the same as, yeah, they basically thought they were a manatee. Yeah, yes, that. And our guides were like, oh no, we don't fuck with hippos. Like, <laughs> like if I see a hippo, I'm running the other way because that shit is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And so it was just like, it was funny to see that people who actually live around these animals have these views and like academically we both know like what's actually scarier because we've read this uncommon fact or whatever mm-hmm. but like it's fun to hear it out of the people's mouths I and mean, it's it so different to actually see them in person too like yeah nowadays you can watch a video of essentially any animal that is known <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and that's fine you mm-hmm. know Watching videos is cool, but like just seeing it, even if it's not doing the thing that it's known for, it's just, oh, I can see it, you know? Yeah. And you, you get a different perspective, especially with like hippos, because mm-hmm. it's one of those animals that I didn't actually notice how big they were until I saw one in real life. Yep. Because like, even if you see a picture of it, it's like, oh no, that's just a small tree in the background or that tree is really far away. Like it's hard to, it's hard to gauge actual size sometimes. Yeah. Like, I had this a similar experience with, like, moose. Like, moose are freaking huge. But mm-hmm. you, I never really noticed how actually massive, like, a full-grown moose is until I, like, have seen one. And it's like, oh, this is like a car on stilts that could, like, totally <laughs> mess you up if it wasn't happy about you. Yeah. But, yeah. There's this other bird. I Sadly, I didn't get to see it. Probably just because it was hiding and I didn't get, like, I just couldn't tell that it was there. Mm-hmm. But it was, I can't remember its name, and I just tried for half a second to find it, and I can't figure it out. But I do I do remember the information, which is that it has about a 14-foot wingspan and eats animals like sloths, and its talons are the size of grizzly bear paws. Wait, how, how big was its wingspan? Pretty sure it said 14 feet. 
And this is a bird what? that exists now and not like, you know, thousands of years ago. I don't think I want to go outside, Mark. I know, that was basically my feeling. Like, because even the bigger, like, there was a one that was there that was like a, called a, I don't know, it was some hawk from Russia. And it had like an eight to ten foot wingspan and I saw them and I was like, yeah, that's a big thing. But it basically said, oh, it eats like fish and stuff. Mm-hmm. But this is a bird that eats sloths and other similarly sized mammals that live on the ground <laughs> and in trees and just like can pick them up and fly away with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. Or like if you've ever seen the, oh, what is it? There's a... Isn't there some bird that like attacks uh like mountain goats or something? Attacks Oh, I feel like this is a thing where like they don't like necessarily pick them up completely, but they yeah. pick them up just enough to basically throw them off a cliff. I f- I feel like I've heard of- Okay, when you first said that I was like this is crazy, this doesn't exist. But now that you're saying that, I'm like I think I've heard of that. I'm looking it up. I think it's a thing, but I have no idea what it is, and I know nothing about it if it's actually real. Uh, okay. I found Golden Eagle Attacks Goat on Cliff. <laughs> that could be it. Yep. Okay. Golden Eagles have an amazing hunting technique for subduing, for subduing the, I don't know how to pronounce that, a mountain goat and relative to the antelope. A huge bird of prey attacks from above, grabs the goat with its sharp talon, and attempts to drag it down the mountain. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> God, that's a big bird. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nature's terrifying. And this and this bird only has a wingspan of like seven and a half feet. <laughs> Jesus. What okay. Is, so the cool. What does the, the other cool one bird, drag down mountains? Does the it, cooler does bird it that I hippos? saw was the was the Stellar's Sea Eagle. That just sounds like it's a sea eagle sponsored by Stellar's. <laughs> Maybe the stellar cool looking bird, though. Uh, what does that one eagles do? With largest wingspan, uh, I don't know. I don't remember. I think that's the one that just ate fish. I saw that one. Okay. Um. I pr- okay. Now I'm realizing now that I'm sort of actually looking up real facts about things that maybe my memory of this bird's wingspan wasn't quite correct. But I am double checking. Fourteen feet is massive. That's yeah, like, I know. Well, okay, but this is now. That's higher than my vaulted ceiling. This is nine largest mark. eagles in the world, but the number two has a larger wingspan than the number one. So I'm not sure where they're getting their information from. Oh, I hate when there's crap like that. Okay, this is a terrible website. Mark, that reminds me of why I never trust Apple Weather, because, like. This was a long time ago, like eight years ago or something. Mm-hmm. I was looking up the temperature on Apple weather and the low temperature was higher than the high temperature. And I was like, you're full of crap. You don't understand yeah. the difference between low and high. So I don't trust you. <laughs> Although it is pretty, it is cool to see like uh, condors. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is this the name of it? I think this might be it. I'm going to double check. But this sounds right to me. Da, 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 da. I just want the fun facts. 
Oh man, I was way off. It still looks super cool though. I'm okay with that. Just don't tell me the real wingspan. I just want to. I won't. It's called the Harpy Eagle though. It has a really cool face. Harpy Eagle. Yeah. That just sounds cool. It is. It's like an eagle that but can I'm play still, the harp. But I'm still pretty sure that it says that it like, yeah. Its main prey are tree-dwelling mammals, and a majority of the diet has been shown to focus on sloths and monkeys. <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> awesome. I don't want to mess with one of them. Nope. There's lots of, like, scary animals that, like, I'm like, okay, I could I could be fine if I, like, saw that in the wild, but something like that is just like, nah, no, nah, I'm not gonna mess with that. Yeah. But condors are cool, because they actually do have massive wingspans. They're in like the 10-foot-ish wingspan clubs. Alright, well, I think that might be enough nature talk for now. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Let's do it. Um, are you first? I. It's in the show notes that you I... were just in. Yeah, see, mine's I saw first. You, typing. you should go. I know. I opened it up, and you. But I and right before I got a chance, you're like, "Oh, my first? <laughs> okay, I should shut up more. <laughs> okay. We have the Born Loser by Art <laughs> and Chip Sansom. <laughs> we have a man sitting at a table uh, at a restaurant, maybe, um, and he's talking to someone who may be uh, the uh, server and he's saying this coleslaw tastes awful why is it so sour and the server says because it's not coleslaw it's sauerkraut and then the man smiling this time says oh well it's delicious sauerkraut (laughs) all right (laughs) is this about is this about sauerkraut or about expectations so it was going to be about one of those things, <laughs> but it just started me thinking about the title of this comic. Is this comic a play on like the Bourne movies, like the Jason Bourne movies? I have a hard time believing that. Yeah, probably. It's not worth looking up. I'll just go with what I was originally wanting to talk about because that's probably not a good conversation topic. Um, no. So it's about sauerkraut. Oh, good. Why? Did you think it was going to be about expectations you were dreading that? No, I just wasn't sure. So... That that oh, good was slightly sarcastic, by the way. Oh, then my next question is probably already answered. How do you feel about sauerkraut? It grosses me out. Really? Oh, I was thinking you were going to be a motivating force here. I guess not. Okay, so, so the thing is... I can't say with confidence that I've ever actually had sauerkraut. Mm. It is one of those Mm. foods that just growing up all the way until now, just between its name and its look, grosses me out. I'll admit. I don't actually even know really what it is. It doesn't appeal to me as a thing. Uh, Like, I guess, do do you put sauerkraut a thing that you put on like Rubens? Sauerkraut is an essential component of a Ruben, yes. Yeah, so I don't think I like sauerkraut because I don't really like Rubens. Oh, but it's so much more um, than Rubens. It's like one other thing other than Rubens. <laughs> I assume like brats is yes. your one other thing. But for brats, I mean, I, I, I've been a, a, 
I very slowly added things onto brats and hot dogs. I'll admit I'm kind of the same way, but... I started out as a straight up and down ketchup person. Mm-hmm. And then a number of years ago, probably sometime in middle school, maybe early high school, I started putting relish on. Ooh, relish. And then in the past, like, three years, I added mustard. Wow. Um, so if I go to, like, a baseball game, which is really one of the few occasions that I'm eating something like a hot dog or a brat, uh, I will typically just go, like, ketchup, mustard, relish. Um, I, I do actually enjoy, like, when I've gone, when I went to Wrigley, I'll get, like, a Chicago dog mm-hmm. and get all the stuff on it. That doesn't really bother me. Yeah. Uh, now that I like all, most of the component parts. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean, most of the time, I just want something pretty straightforward. I can respect that. I have never actually had relish. <laughs> wow, that's even more surprising. In admitting <laughs> that, I'm I was like surprised by that when I was like, "Oh crap, he's had re- he eats relish." Like, I don't even know what that tastes like. Can you give I mean, me a it, like brief descriptor of the flavor profile of relish? Well, it depends on what kind of relish you get. Just like it depends on what like relish is just chopped up pickles with maybe a little bit of spices. Okay. Like that's all it is. I don't so think you'd the, hate sauerkraut then, but probably not. It just like it doesn't appeal to me as a yeah. thing. Um, no, I get and that. also, I mean, it took me a long time to enjoy coleslaw, so maybe I would actually enjoy sauerkraut. Um, yeah. But in either case, yeah, relish. It just depends on what kind you get. Like. I typically get like a dill relish because mm-hmm. I like dill pickles. Yeah, same. but you can get a sweet relish oh, that would be closer to Ugh. like a bread and butter type pickle thing. Ugh. Yeah, not my thing either. Yeah, I love pickles, but like they gotta be they if they're sweet pickles, you can you can just back off. I'll fight you. Yeah, I'll never understand that either. Yeah, but I need that Velasic crunch. <laughs> This this episode of Comical Start is sponsored by Velasic. Oh, that would be so awesome. I could quit that my That would be job. the strangest podcast ad. I Everybody's could... getting sponsored by like Audible and <laughs> like Hover and all these other like kind of internet based companies that were sponsored by Velasic. <laughs> That's the tastiest crunch I've ever heard. <laughs> we should we should talk sometime this week. I kind of want to just, like, send an annoying email to the last, like, hey, you should sponsor our podcast. No, we should tweet them. Ooh. Sh- should that be my mission for the week? Yeah, you can do it. I was kind of looking for a mission for the week, so. It was okay. going to be something else, but that works. <laughs> I was going to commit to it on the podcast, so I'd have to do it so people would hold me accountable, but we can we can have that be my mission for the week. Sounds good. <laughs> Because I was on the, so, segueing back to sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. The whole reason I was thinking about sauerkraut is because this week I bought, I was like at the grocery store and I was like, you know what I haven't had in a long time and something I like grew up having every once in a while is like a good like kielbasa. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the yep. only thing I know of, I know of like growing up eating with kielbasa is sauerkraut. Like mm. the way we always had kielbasa and potatoes. Okay, yeah, potatoes too. But there was always sauerkraut involved in my family because, like, my father's side is somewhat German-ish. So, sure. Um, and so I grew up watching like my dad like cook kielbasa with sauerkraut and all that jazz. And so I was like, oh well, I gotta get some sauerkraut. And so I was looking around. And, like, right below all the kielbasa 
was this completely overpriced, fancy sauerkraut. And something I've started to do recently when I go grocery shopping, if I'm doing like a legit, like full grocery shopping trip, not just like a, I'm going to grab two things because I am in a rush and I'm out of bread type deal. If I'm doing like a full, uh, full shopping trip, I'll allow myself one like frivolous item, one impulse buy, one stupid thing that I definitely don't need that definitely isn't healthy for me or something like that. And And to this date, it still hasn't been Choco Tacos. Instead, you go for sauerkraut. Well, okay, normally it's, like, hot <laughs> Cheetos or Takis or, oh, like, my God. something like that. It's so gross. Um, quick, quick side thing. Okay. I'd only ever heard the word Taki in context of people saying hot Cheetos and Takis, but I'd never actually seen what they were, had no idea what they were. <laughs> Uh, until I was doing Big Brothers Big Sisters in college, <laughs> and I would see like little kids have them in school. They're so good. That was the that's like otherwise I've never had any contact with them. You've never eaten them? No. Oh, we're... But I also wouldn't like hot Cheetos. So like, <laughs> we're gonna have so much be fun my when I visit you. I don't care. Fine, you can make me try takis, and you can eat yeah, choco tacos. You can have one taki, and then I'll eat the rest of the bag. That sounds like a perfect deal. It's an excuse cool. for me to buy a bag. Okay. <laughs> okay. So back to sauerkraut. Your frivolous item this time was a fancy thing of sauerkraut. So huh? yeah, it was like some overpriced, quote unquote, artisanal sauerkraut. <laughs> Were you out of Whole Foods? <laughs> no. Okay. I'm embarrassed to admit this. I don't even want to. Okay, I was at Walmart. Not, there's nothing to be embarrassed about that. I did a lot of yes, grocery shopping is. at Walmart when I was an intern. There 100% is Walmart is objectively the devil's playground. I know that you've said that, but that doesn't mean it's not a bad place to that doesn't mean it's a bad place to go grocery shopping. The only re- reason I was <laughs> might there might be a bad place to get fancy sauerkraut, but you know, I guess we'll get there, won't we? <laughs> well, everyone like I don't know. I don't know. But Maybe it's not, like, that fancy, but I'm used to, like, cans of sauerkraut. Yeah, that, that would be what I would presume sauerkraut would come in. Yeah, where it's, like, shelf-stable, stuff like that. But this sauerkraut is, like, it's the natural, like, currently fermenting in the package sauerkraut. So, like, there's an air vent on the package that lets out because it naturally creates extra pressure because it's actively fermenting. Mm-hmm. And like it was delicious, and I very much enjoyed eating it. And I had a hankering for some more sauerkraut, so I actually bought it again. Embarrassingly, <laughs> um, because I wanted some brats tonight, and I was like, "Yo, I haven't had sauerkraut with fried onions and brats in a long time." So like, I was, it was a holiday evening tonight when I was cooking up my dinner, and so I was like, "I'm gonna live it up." Mm-hmm. So I got some more. But while I was buying the second package and thinking about the dollar amount that i was spending on it compared to like the canned stuff i was like mm-hmm. sauerkraut is one of those like foods that i could definitely make myself like it's a very simply fermented food i don't actually know the logistics of it um but you were a chemistry major but one would assume you could figure it out yeah i i'm pretty sure i could i could do it and i'm pretty sure it wouldn't take the whatever dollars of effort that it is to like actually buy it you know Mm -hmm. 
And so I was thinking about that and I was like, I kind of want to like make sauerkraut this week, but I already have a mission. So maybe that's a mission for next week. Um, <laughs> but it was just something I was, well, I don't know. in fairness, uh, I'm not really sure if tweeting a company once is really a mission. Okay. So much than a task. So, so are you going to make me do both of these things this week? <laughs> I think it would be good for you to, to stretch your capabilities. How about that? <laughs> I might have a busy week ahead of me, though. You might. And it's already Monday. Yep. <laughs> well, well... Luckily, Twitter's open 24 hours. Yeah, but I sleep, like, nine hours a day. So, like... I know. And I work... But you're also going to be up for another two, at least. <sighs> Do you want to stop? I know you, Grant. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm doing all these things this week. We'll see how it goes. If you want to see what my tweet is, follow at uh, ComicalStart on Twitter. It's all I one the word, last time I, I tweeted was probably with something it's been like a while. Three, three, three or four months ago. Isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I still have Twitter on my phone. I still get a bunch of notifications for it, and I just ignore them. I still have all of them turned off. <laughs> yeah, we've already talked about this. You turn off your notifications. I just get them and ignore them. <laughs> April eighteenth was the last tweet. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's been a while. Oofda. The tweet was, are you lazy and unorganized? So is one of your co-hosts. <laughs> and a link to the episode. Oh my god, Mark, were you tweeting about yourself? <laughs> Although the previous tweet was much better. Have you been waiting as long don't, as don't us tell for a reggae? Don't tell what? people. They gotta look what? it up. No, they don't. This okay. is a good tweet. Yeah, that is Goodness. kind of a, not a bad tweet. You didn't even let me finish it. You're not going to finish it. Now they're going to have to look it up because they got the teaser. They got the teaser. That's what we're going for. Clickbait here. I'm cutting all this out of the episode. That's fine. That's more editing time for you. It's no water off my back. Well, no water. Is that the saying? What's the saying? Yeah, that's that's definitely the the saying. That's that's water off my back. What's the saying? I'll let you you figure that one out, Grant. That's no, editing time means nothing. Uh, we did the text adventure yesterday. Oh Hack, God! And R. I edited it, and I edited that this morning. You already edited it? Yeah, I, I needed to get it done. I figured, hey, my, my this Monday morning is a good time to do it. And I did it. It took like I did it in under four hours, I think, maybe around four hours. That's actually pretty good. I'm kind of impressed. Yeah, I mean, it was a. They, it took them two hours to solve it. I'm also impressed by that. Yeah, I mean, they needed some hints. <laughs> there were a few things that they definitely weren't going to get without hints, but uh, they they pushed through very well. Maybe I'll listen to OHAC this time. I'm going to admit, I don't normally listen to OHAC. I already podcast I with you weekly. I know. But I might actually listen to that because I'm familiar with this text adventure having trialed it with you and helped you work out some bugs. And I think it was a pretty good... It was one that definitely played to like my curiosities and i really want to see how mikhail and jack kind of navigate it because that's something i'm very curious about now well my favorite thing which i pointed out to mikhail is that jack they were they were near the end and jack said something i'm not going to like spoil anything but jack basically said or we could do this and mikhail laughs and says that's ridiculous and it was like the correct thing to do oh no (laughs) not 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 in like a that's a dumb thing if that were the solution yeah, ridiculous in like a that's a that's a crazy mechanic to have. Yeah, and then I pointed out to Mikhail that the previous text adventure I wrote, 
I had a mechanic built in that he figured out that he could throw a lit oil lamp at another boat to sink it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm fine with having dumb things. <laughs> That's such a preposterous mechanic, but I love it. Yep. So they, they, I think they enjoyed it and I enjoyed doing it. So it's fun. Good. Oh, so sauerkraut. I'll try it at some point. I'm definitely not, I'm not going to make my own, but maybe if I go to a baseball game. Either that or, do you think I can bring that on a flight? Oh, God. If we, if we decide that we want to do brats, we can go to the store and get sauerkraut. But it it's would fine. be better if I make it, and it would be a fun thing there to talk no about on the There is no guarantee that it would be better if you made it. There's Yeah, you're completely correct. There's no guarantee, <laughs> but by better, I mean, like, more fun and a better story. Well, this is the thing, though. Do you want me to try sauerkraut, or do you want me to try <laughs> Grant's cabbage in a jar? <laughs> okay, let's make a deal. I'll try to make sauerkraut. If it sucks, I won't bring any. Well, if you refine it in time, you could mail it or something like that. I'm not going to mail it. I'm going to try to bring You've it on a flight. you mailed a cabbage. You might as well mail an actual food product <laughs> that's made out of cabbage. <laughs> No, I want to. I also am wondering, like, can I get sauerkraut through TSA on a carry on, or does it have to be under the like two ounces or whatever? Well, can't you bring like it's a no, solid? Yeah, you can't because you can bring like food on a plane, but you can't. Well, you could, you could bring food through security a lot of the time, can't you? I'm see, this is like people like make sandwiches and bring them yeah, through security, don't they? <laughs> I think like I've seen people bring cucumbers through security. Why couldn't I bring sauerkraut? Okay, so bring sauerkraut, but make sure that you bring a spoon so they think that you're going to eat it. <laughs> That would be hilarious. (laughs) What if I like had it with me and I'm like eating it in line or I like just have the spoon in it so it looks like I'm eating it in line and then like I hand them like my ticket and my ID and stuff and I'm just like taking a bite of sauerkraut. Well, what you need, you need pre-check because if you have pre-check, they're not going to (laughs) care. Yeah, but doesn't pre-check cost money? It does, but it's a good deal. But I also don't fly that often. I suppose. Well, I don't have an answer for you. I think we should. Uh, you can make your you can make your sauerkraut. That's fine. I don't really want you to bring it here. Okay, I'll uh, throw it away at the airport when I land if I bring it. Okay. I'm just really you curious can, you, now. Can I get it through security? I feel like I can. I don't want you to miss your flight because you're getting strip searched because you tried to bring a jar of sauerkraut with you. <laughs> and because I have like chemical residue on my hands for my job. Yeah, or exactly. <laughs> Like the sauerkraut is the like tip off and then they like check me and all of a sudden I have like bomb, some sort of like something that comes up as bomb residue on my hands. Yeah, That'd be hilarious. you probably would. That, no, I wouldn't. Not in my job. Yeah, because no. you'd, be, you'd be flying immediately after work. <laughs> but I don't work. I don't think I work with anything that could make bombs. I've looked it up a little bit and I don't think so. <laughs> all right. Well, we should probably you transition. D- you do what here. you're going to do. I know you do what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, Let's move we'll on. see. We've got I a agree. couple weeks before I visit. <laughs> yes. Okay, so for this we- week, Mark has a Ballard Street by Jerry Van Amerngon. I butchered that. <laughs> that was a valiant effort. Uh, pronounce it, please. No, it's fine. Nobody cares. Okay. So his comic is a single panel of a older man 
sitting looking kind of grumpy, almost like one of my coworkers, and he's saying, If I think I'm not doing anything, isn't that doing something? And this comic is captioned, Glenn parses the... What's that? Oh, I'm going to sound so dumb. I know. I almost I almost want to like... <laughs> I want to savor this moment. <laughs> the word is minutia. That's how you spell minutia? <laughs> yes. <gasps> Could we not release this episode? This is like choir all over again. When we talked about that, I think we did. Except that was a con that was just a thing from the past. This is a hey, no, we're not no, this is for people to understand okay. that we can learn in a graceful way, right? Yes. Okay. I'm not making fun of you. It's, no, it's pronounced minutia. You're not. So I'm gonna go back. So this comic, there's a older man sitting in nature looking longingly at nature and he says, If I think I'm not doing anything, isn't that doing something? Captioned Glenn parses the minutia of things. There we go. That was a lot better. There we go. I felt like I had to go back to the beginning because I noticed for any listeners, me getting through that caption may would have made no sense if I just finished it out there. If you had just finished with of things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also Fair enough. admittedly kind of sad that... Actually, no, I'm not sad. I'm excited. Now I know how to spell minutia. Yeah, it's a tough word. It's, it's kind of like when you first learn the word miscellaneous. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. See, this this whole podcast thing is making me a better person. I'm I'm glad to be doing this, actually. Good. I'm not embarrassed. Glad to hear it. Let's roll with it. I'm okay I'm looking we're, like I'm a glad fool. We're not, I'm glad we're further away from the verge of breakup than we were a couple weeks ago. Oh, don't, don't worry. It'll come back next week. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> I about making it. a whole breakup comic this week, but... <laughs> we'll have to see what happens after you visit <laughs> at least you're waiting till after I visit so I don't like lose my <laughs> non-refundable plane ticket actually I think uh, it's refundable who knows let's not test it that's right <laughs> anyway so Mark where the minutia of things I'm assuming or so this is going second for a good reason there's not much to talk about okay what do you notice about this fellow sitting in this park? Does he have a pocket protector on? No, he does uh, not. He might. He does not, but he has no. writing implements in his pocket. It exactly. sounds dangerous. I'm curious, Grant. Is that actually carry, where you were going? Do you carry writing implements with you around? Yes. In what way? Every, I would say, 90 Three percent of the time that I'm out of my apartment, I have a writing implement on my person. But like, in, in what manner? So at work, nearly a hundred percent of the time that I'm at work, I have a writing implement. On. Is implement the right word here? By the way, sure. I have a writing implement on me because in my lab coat, I carry a vast array of things in my pocket. It'd be nice to have a pocket protector, actually, of my lab coat, because um, mm-hmm. I have a lot of. I so okay at work I work in a chemical laboratory where like I'm frequently need to write something when I have like chemicals on my hands so I have a whole set of 
like pens and markers that are dedicated for handling only when I have chemicals on my hands and I'm wearing gloves. I call them hmm. my my glove writers. Oh god, that's kind of embarrassing to admit out loud to other people. But so I have those and then in my lower pockets of my lab coat, I have uh two pens and a Sharpie that are for the purposes of when I need to write something without gloves on. Um mm-hmm. and it's just like so I don't contaminate the crap out of my life with dangerous vaguely dangerous chemicals. Um Sure. So I've got that and then outside of work as I think we've discussed, it was probably a while ago. When I'm like out running errands and stuff, I carry a man bag with me. Call it mm-hmm. whatever you please. It's I call it my man bag. Um, but so I also have like a couple of pens in there because it's useful to have pens and pencils mm-hmm. and things to write with. But so, yeah, the vast majority of times that I'm outside of my apartment, I have something to write with me on my person what about you do you uh i should be way better at it but i'm actually awful Uh, currently like i don't even have any writing utensils in my backpack consistently Mm. Uh, part of it is that typically it's like okay i'm going to work i have pens at my desk at work yeah like i have my pencil of choice that i have that i bought and my pen of choice that i bought Mm -hmm. at my desk at work and at home I'm typically at my desk where I have way more pencils and pens at my disposal. Yeah. And if I'm going out and about, like I agree in general, I should have something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't carry a, like any sort of like if I'm going out specifically to like do something that I may have my backpack with me. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going hiking. I'm going to a coffee shop like where I'm purposely going mm-hmm. and I like I need something to just carry stuff with me, but I I really should just after this episode just decide oh I'm going to take these pens and throw them in there but the hard thing is that the pens that I like are nice and so I don't want them just being carried around like that and also it's hard to tell like uh, what kind of pen because like ballpoints are good for a lot of reasons sometimes they suck Yeah. and roller balls as nice as they are to write with on the right paper suck for pretty much everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) otherwise in my experience other than like the aesthetic writing experience yeah, yeah, on, like, nice thick paper. Yeah. Uh, it would be like walking around with a fountain pen and being like, oh, I'm going to use this to, like, write labels. <laughs> or, like, sign this check or something. Yeah. We're uh, just like, and this so, is a disaster. <laughs> I'd like to be better at it, mm-hmm. but I don't think I've ever actually been in a situation where it's like, oh, I, I actually need a writing utensil yeah. for something out and about. It's always like, oh, either I could have a pencil and paper to make note of something or look i have a phone mm-hmm. <laughs> i can take a picture of this thing i have a note app that is one swipe away that i use all the time yeah um and that's just sort of how i handle things and also i have like an ipad and stuff that i have in my backpack most of the time mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean i want to be better at it i used to be really good at it uh-huh. and nowadays i'm just not yeah it's one of those things that's like nowadays it's not absolutely necessary but it's more of like a, I guess like a personal preference or a personal choice. Because like, personally for me, when I make notes on my phone, they die there. Mm-hmm. And like, I know that I'll never go back from them or back for them. But like when I make an actual like pen and paper note, 
I'm I'm more likely to go back to it. Yeah. And as you said, I mean, there's like there's not many situations where I've been out in public and it's like, oh my god, I need a pen. Oh, thank God I have a pen. It's mm-hmm. just one of those things that it's more like, oh, I could use a pen. Oh, I have a pen and a pad of paper. I'm gonna use it because it's this sounds super dumb, but like it's kind of fun for me. Oh yeah, um, like I get that. Like I like the like I have so many nice journals and stuff like yeah. that, and I have the pens to use them with and like in principle I agree I just like don't <laughs> do that much anymore mm-hmm. like out and about like I'll do it on my own in my at my desk or something yeah but and it, really I should just like I need to get another pencil I really only have two that I like and one is at my desk at home and one is at my desk at work because I'm particular about the mechanical pencils that I use mm-hmm. but I really should have a third one to go in my backpack because I am teaching now and also I go to band and I really should have pencils of my own yeah. for both of those but mm-hmm. huh. it's one of the per- maybe I'll maybe I'll do that tonight you know, I'll run to Target do it do it I probably will awesome I'm proud of you Mark that'll be my that'll be my uh thing to do this week about that excellent mm-hmm.